G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Pastor Greg Laurie explains how Jesus' message differs from the world and other religions. Materialism would say, build it up and you'll find rest. Pleasure mania would say, live it up and you'll find rest. Religion would say, keep it up and you'll find rest. And Jesus says, come to me, just come to me and you'll find rest. Rest. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Cacophony. That's a great word. Now, it's not a drink at the coffee shop. It's a mixture of harsh, discordant sounds. It's the sound of being stuck in a big city traffic jam. Our lives are like a cacophony sometimes. Maybe they're sounds or maybe they're discordant thoughts. Or such a collision of priorities and urgencies that we just need some peace and quiet. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie shows where they're found. They're found at the foot of Jesus. I don't know if you read this article in the paper recently, but it is now official. Research shows that dogs are more intelligent than cats. Okay, so cat lovers are going to have to just deal with that. Uh, Scientists at Oxford University found the size of an animal's brain determines that. And because dogs are more social, their brains are larger. And it makes total sense. I mean, just think about the way a dog treats you and the way a cat treats you. I mean, when you come home, maybe after being gone all day, think how you are greeted by a dog. I mean, they're just beside themselves with excitement. Happy days are here again. You know, they're jumping up and they want to lick you. And yet they welcome you when you come home. Cats, they're mad that you left in the first place. You know, they're, I think cats hold grudges, don't you? When you talk to a dog, have you ever noticed that sometimes they'll kind of tilt their head? Almost like they're trying to understand what you're saying. You talk to them and, oh, what are you telling me? cat just looks at you and walks off. It's just like, doesn't even give you the courtesy of that. And you know when you're sad, a dog will try to comfort you. Cats don't care how you feel, as long as you know where the can opener is. <laughs> when you take a dog for a ride, they're, they're beside themselves with excitement. They want to be right next to you with their head hanging out the window. Cats have to have their own private basket or they won't go at all. And try pulling out a leash. What does a dog do? They are so happy. They're going to go on a walk. Pull out a leash. You think a cat would let you put a leash on it? Let me just ask you this question. Have you ever seen anyone walking a cat? 
It doesn't happen. That's just the way things are. Speaking of taking dogs for walks, things didn't go so well for Tattoo the Basset Hound. This is a true story. According to the Tacoma, Washington newspaper, Tattoo did not plan on going for an evening run, but when his owner shut the dog's leash and the car door and took off for a drive with Tattoo still outside the vehicle, he had no choice. The article said a motorcycle officer noticed a passing vehicle with something dragging, be dragging behind it. I'm not laughing. It's, I am laughing. I am. Um, <laughs> something dragging behind it. He commented the poor basset hound was picking them up and putting them down as fast as he could. So the officer chased the car down. Tattoo was rescued. He was fine. But the car had reached speeds up to 25 miles per hour. And at times Tattoo got dragged a little bit. Have you ever felt that way? Drug through life? Like Tattoo, the basset hound, we're picking them up and putting them down as fast as we can? And there's all this pressure to do so many things. You find yourself saying things like, I'm ready to throw in the... That's right. I'm at the end of my... That's right. I'm just a bundle of... My life is falling... Wow, you guys are messed up. <laughs> Listen to you, complaining in the middle of a sermon. I'm at my wits. You see what I'm saying? We could sum up our lives this way, hurried, worried, buried. And there's so much pressure to do so many things. So let's think about the words of Jesus for a few moments that I think are so relevant. Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light." Now these verses are often quoted when we want to tell someone how to come to Jesus, and that is a completely appropriate use of them. However, they are not limited as an invitation to the non-believer only. These words of Jesus are to any person that is stressed out, any person that is under pressure, any person that is carrying a burden of any kind. An expanded translation of the statement of our Lord from the Greek goes as follows. Come here to me, all of you who are growing weary to the point of exhaustion, and you're loaded with burdens, and you're bending beneath your weight. I alone will cause you to cease from your labor and take away your burdens and refresh you with rest. So he's saying, come here to me. And by the way, that is not an invitation to lazy people. A Christian should be the hardest workers of all. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 3.11, settle down and get to work and earn your own living. Uh, do not grow weary of doing good. So it's not to a lazy person. It's to a weary person. And why are they weary? Well, presumably because they've been working hard. In fact, this carries the idea of someone who is at the point of utter exhaustion. You're not only exhausted, but you're heavy laden. You're loaded down with weight. Is that a description of you today? Maybe you've come here with a burden of some kind. Maybe it's the burden of a sin that you've been struggling with. Maybe it's the burden of physical pain 
or the burden of problems in your family or the burden of grief. Jesus says, come to me. And what will happen to the person who comes to him? Verse 28, I will give you rest. And this word rest means to be refreshed or revived. What kind of rest is that? Well, for starters, this would be the rest that comes with the assurance of salvation. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, never should you doubt the fact that you are right with God and that you are going to heaven. The Bible says in Romans 5, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. So we need to rest in the finished work of Christ that He accomplished on the cross, which we will be remembering in a few moments at the communion table, that our Lord went there and shed His blood for every sin that we have ever committed, and God's righteous demands have been met by Christ. And therefore we can rest in that finished work so you don't have to sweat the small stuff. Sure you as Christians will have your problems and your challenges and your trials, but you know that you're saved and you're safe in the Lord's protective care. Now this word that Jesus uses here in Matthew 11 for rest is an interesting one. Sometimes in the New Testament it is used for chains falling off someone's hands. Chains falling off someone's hands. So it carries the idea of being released from any kind of bondage. The child of God should not be under any kind of legalism or any kind of vice. Jesus says, I will give you rest and relief. This word that Jesus uses for rest is also used to describe a person who is in financial debt. So I will give you rest from financial debt. Now that is not a literal statement necessarily, though the Lord can provide for our needs, but it really is a, a statement about our debt of sin and the repercussions of it, that because we put our faith in Christ, the Bible says we've been justified, and that word means that our sins have been forgiven and the righteousness of Christ has now been placed into our account. And finally, in Greek literature, the word rest is used to describe a door that you can't quite open and then suddenly flies open. It's sort of like getting access to something. So once I have come to Christ, what should I then do? Now this is very important. Jesus says, you that are exhausted, you that are weary, you that are burdened with weight, come to me and I'll give you rest. I'll forgive you of the spiritual debt that you have. I will put my righteousness into your accounts. I will break the chains off of you and I will give you free access into my presence. Okay, now what? Very important. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. And maybe if we were to update this today it would be like Jesus saying, give me the steering wheel. I don't know about you but I don't like to be driven by my wife. Now my wife is a very good driver. She's very careful. But I'm the worst backseat driver that has ever lived. Let's turn right. Get in the right lane. Get in the right lane. Get in it. Now, 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 now. Okay. Hurry. Go, go around that person. Watch. You know. And a lot of times we can be that way with the Lord. He says, give me the steering wheel. And we're saying, Lord, speed up, speed up. Turn right. No, Lord, get out of this lane. Lord, don't like this. Don't like this. Change this. And he wants to be in control. You're listening to A New Beginning, and Pastor Greg Laurie today is showing us how to find rest in Christ. Based on the Lord's words, take my yoke on you and learn of me. 
for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. Take my yoke upon you. What was a yoke? Had nothing to do with an egg, by the way. A yoke was made of wood. It was hand-hewn to fit the neck and shoulders of the animal that was to wear it in order to avoid pain or discomfort. So back in the ancient culture, the yoke was an expression that was used to describe submission. So when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, it means submit yourself to Christ every day and every way. So some might say, well, that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Are, are you suggesting that to really follow Jesus you are to serve and obey Him? That's exactly what I'm suggesting. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying. But before you bristle at that idea, consider this. Everyone is yoked to something or someone. Maybe another way to explain it would be to say you're in sync with something. There are people that you're in sync with. There are ideas you are in sync with. There are relationships that you are yoked to. So I guess the question is, who or what do you want to be yoked to? Some are yoked to the power of sin. They're under its control. I don't want to be under that power, do you? That is why we're told in Isaiah 10, 27 that the Lord can end the bondage of His people and break the yoke of slavery. Some are yoked in a relationship to non-believers. In fact, the Bible speaks very specifically to that and says in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness or light with darkness? Needless to say, this is why a believer does not want to become romantically involved with a non-believer. Why? Because chances are they're going to pull you down more than you're going to pull them up. Because it's easier for you to go backwards than it is for them to go forward. Don't be unequally yoked together with a non-believer. So you're yoked to someone. You're yoked to something. Why not be yoked to Jesus? So what does this mean practically? Well, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. How am I going to learn of Him? Well, we're told in Scripture, lo, in the volume of the book, He has come and is written of Him. So I'm going to learn of Jesus by studying this book. And by the way, that's not just the red letters. All the words in Scripture are inspired by God. Not just the words our Lord spoke when He walked this earth. They're the inspired in Genesis and in Exodus and Isaiah and Jeremiah and right on through the Old Testament into the New Testament, into the epistles, right up to the book of Revelation. So take His yoke upon you. Now I want you to notice something else. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Really? Now when I think of a yoke, I don't think of something that is light, but a better translation would be well-fitting. You see, the carpenter would custom design the yoke for the animal that would use it. And in the same way, God, when He gives you this yoke where you're committed to Him and submitted to Him, uh, it's not burdensome. In fact, 1 John 5, 3 says, this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. You know, some people say the Christian life is a drag. It's just a bunch of rules and regulations. I don't like to live by the commandments of God. Really? Which ones are you struggling with? Are you bummed out that you can't 
steal, kill, lie, and murder people? Was that something you would have done otherwise? Don't the commandments make sense when you stop and think about them? Years ago I, I was looking in the backyard and, uh, and I saw this brightly colored little bird nestled in the grass, shaking. <laughs> Looked very afraid. That's probably because my fairly large German shepherd was looking right at him. And I think that bird knew that, you know, it was going to be curtained soon. So I walked out. Where did this bird come from? It looked like someone's pet bird, actually. And I, I kneeled down and I, I put my finger out and the little bird jumped right on my index finger. So I walked in the house and Kathy's cooking something in the kitchen. I said, Kathy, look what I just found. Look at that bird. She took it and threw it in the pan. We ate it. It was very good. No, I'm kidding. I said, look at this little bird that I found. She said, where did you find that? It was in the backyard. I think it's someone's pet. Well, what do we do with it? Well, I don't know. And, and Jonathan said, well, there's a little girl down the street that has a bird cage. Her bird died. Shall I get it? I said, yeah, run and get it. So he runs down the street, brings the cage back. We set it on the counter. I open up the little door of the cage. A bird's still on my finger. I bring my hand over to the cage door and he jumps right in. I didn't have to push him in. He jumped in, got up on the perch. He's swinging back and forth. Happy days are here again. You know. He liked being in a cage. He didn't see the bars of that cage as a prison keeping him in. He saw those bars as walls of protection keeping predators out. So we can look at the commandments of God in the same way. Oh yeah, you can say, oh, it's, it's you know, constraining and makes my life miserable. Or you can see them for what they are. They're a barrier of protection to keep your predators, your enemies, your adversaries out. His commandments are not burdensome. He says, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. When I'm burdened, when I'm overwhelmed with worries, I need to come to Jesus with them. You know, there's really nowhere else to go. Jesus did not say when you're burdened or overwhelmed with weight that you should go to counseling. Well, nor did He say you should just go read a book or even go to church or even go hear a sermon. Though those things are all good. I mean, I'm preaching a sermon right now, aren't I? But I know ultimately the answer is to go to Jesus. When you're under pressure, you need Jesus. That's where you need to go. Come to me, you that are laboring and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Again, to quote the verse I cited earlier, come to me, all of you who are growing weary to the point of exhaustion and have been loaded with burdens and are bending beneath their weight, I alone will cause you to cease from your labor and take away your burdens and refresh you with rest. Notice that Jesus does not say, learn of me or take my yoke upon you first. Before that He says, just come to me. He doesn't say, make those changes in your life and come to me. No, just come to me. Modern culture would say something different. Would say, well, if you can just get that promotion, if you can just get that house, if you can just take that vacation, then you will find rest. Materialism would say, build it up and you'll find rest. Pleasure mania would say, live it up and you'll find rest. Religion would say, keep it up and you'll find rest. And Jesus says, come to me and you'll find rest. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. I'm reminded of the statement of Corey Tin Boom when she said, Look within and be depressed. 
Look without and be distressed. Look at Jesus and be at rest. words for those of us who need the Lord's rest today. Pastor Greg Laurie with a message called Come and Find Rest. Next time, Pastor Greg points out the need for spiritual renewal in our land and how believers are called to serve. But we'll see if God sends us to do a job, He gives us the tools to get it done. We'll learn more about that next time, right here on A New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Come and Find Rest. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 